I'm Donna Tatro and welcome to Kids Under Construction. Today I'm honoring all the devoted dads out there diving into their parenting roles and everything in between. My guest today is an actress, mother, daughter, and now the director of a heartfelt and humorous new documentary called Dads that celebrates the joys and challenges of parenting. She also happens to be the other half of a very famous father-daughter duo in Hollywood with her dad, director Ron Howard. Please welcome the very talented Bryce Dallas Howard. Bryce, I am so excited to have you here on Kids Under Construction. Thank you so much for being here. Of course, Donna, thank you for having me. So, okay, first off, how are you guys handling the pandemic? You know, we're very grateful because uh, we're healthy and uh, and safe and together. Um, when it first started, I was in the UK and so I needed to to fly back here, and um, and I definitely felt relieved when I was with my my family again. So, you know, yeah, yeah. Good. And my kids are older as well; they're thirteen and eight. Like they literally clean their own toilets, and that's that's an amazing. <laughs> oh, when you can like graduate from like you know diapers and to potty training, and then that next level where you're like, oh, now they're just cleaning their own bathrooms. Like that's a it feels like I've graduated or something. <laughs> wow. Okay. I need to take some um, steps from you. I've got an 11 and 12 year old and they are not cleaning their toilets yet. So uh, <laughs> hooray for you. That's pretty awesome. Um, so also, you know, I mean, look, we've been going through this as a nation, as the world, Black Lives Matter. Is is this to you a parenting issue? 1000%. Absolutely. And you know, I've, I've even over the last few weeks, I've, I've learned so much myself and, you know, in any kind of, uh, parenting situation, you always want to first think about, okay, what are my actions? What is my responsibility? How am I showing up in this way? Because the most effective form of parenting is modeling for your kids. And so, yeah, there's a, there's, there's definitely uh, a lot of work to be done uh, within our home, within our community, within my family, just all of it. Um, but it is essential as a white family that we are talking about race constantly so that they're not, I'm not raising ignorant kids. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't agree more with you. As white parents, we have a huge responsibility and it's been highlighted and now we need to really make a difference. And that means education and modeling. I love that. But I want to now talk to you about this amazing documentary, Dads, and I loved it. It was it was just so awesome. Let's talk about why you wanted to do this documentary. Well, thank you, first of all. Um I had noticed for years and years that the dads that I was watching on TV and movies and reading in literature were not the dads that I was actually encountering in my life. Um, the dads that I've seen are present, they're committed, uh, they are trying their hardest you know, they're not incompetent bumbling fools. These are remarkable human beings giving their all. And, and that's, that's what I've seen. And yet what we see oftentimes depicted are, you know, absentee fathers or, or incompetent fathers. And, and so that's just something that I, for a long time was like, oh, that's awful. This why it's rude. So rude and disrespectful to, to, to 
our men. And, um, and then this wonderful opportunity came up, uh, company Unilever owns Dove Men Plus Care, and they have created so many initiatives around supporting modern fathers. And in particular, uh, around uh, making paternity leave accessible to dads and normalizing fathers as caregivers. And so they wanted to make a fear documentary about modern fathering. So I had a meeting with them. And, and in the meeting, uh, they, they work with uh, Dove Men Plus Care, work with uh, an organization called the Promundo Institute based out of Brazil. And they do uh, a tremendous amount of research around this issue. Men, uh, it being stigmatized when men are caregivers and, you know, toxic masculinity, et cetera, et cetera. And, um, and when we were in this meeting, they mentioned that the majority of fathers who receive paid paternity leave globally do not take it. Wow. And the reason they don't take it is because it's assumed that if they're leaving their job to take advantage of their paid paternity leave, that they're not committed to their work. Wow. And it's absolutely so detrimental to families for this to be the norm, for our culture to propagate this this lie that fathers aren't absolutely vital at the beginning of their children's lives and throughout. So yeah, so that's kind of how it got how how it got born. Yeah, and and it's interesting because I've seen that as well as a parenting journalist that our dads are basically cast as the babysitter when mom goes away. And yes. it's really unfortunate and it's it's detrimental like you said to our children. Now, what I loved is that you had these famous dads, but then you had all these real dads. So let's talk about the famous dads first, because it was really cool to hear from them and specifically your dad. I loved when he talked about the fact that, um, you know, baby time is so much fun and you enjoy it. And the toddler years are kind of like this chaos. And then up until 12, you get to go to Disneyland and have a great time. But then at 12 and on, they're shitty. And it's so <laughs> funny because I'm at the 11 and 12 year old and I've given that back talk and I'm getting that shitty. So it really resonated for me. Talk to me a little bit about um, your dad being a part of this project and then bringing in these comedians and other actors that had such different perspectives. Well, I, from, from the get go and actually right, right in that first initial meeting that I, that I had, uh, I said, I would love to interview uh, stand-up comedians who are fathers because stand-up comedians are really our modern day philosophers and they are viewing their own lives through the lens of comedy. Raising kids is a comedic adventure, no matter what, for sure. <laughs> you know, and, um, and I just thought, oh, wow, it'd be great if there could be kind of a Greek chorus of fathers who, um, also, uh, I, I wanted this to, in terms of genre, um, I wanted it to to feel like a comedy, and so I was like, okay, so this this definitely allows, um, you know, the, the the kind of the rhythm and the buoyancy and the energy uh, of comedy when you when you're you know having Will Smith and Conan O'Brien like in your movie, um, <laughs> right? So that so that was something that was really 
just fun, really fun to get to interview all of these guys. And then my own dad, it was something that early on, I, I also was like, oh, maybe, maybe I could interview you. And I knew that I had an interview that I had done of my grandfather years prior and he had passed. And so I was like, I could go back and look at that interview. And my dad was really hesitant. He was nervous. Um, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. He's he's shy. He's pretty shy, and um, he's done a great job. Um, even though he's been a, a public person for pretty much his whole life, he's done a great job having a private life. And I, while I was making the documentary, I kept saying I, I really wanted us to profile an expecting father, a father who hadn't, you know, wasn't a dad. And then you see him become a dad and experience that change with him. And about halfway through shooting, I found out that my brother and his wife were expecting their first child. And so I was like, "Amazing, okay, I think there's a dad. If you're not in this, you're the only Howard who isn't. <laughs> well, and you know, it, it's, it's so awesome. It just all came together the way it was supposed to come together. That was, I'll never quite get over that. That, that was just the craziest thing. And I was like, oh, I guess it's my brother. <laughs> It was beautiful to see all the generations together. It, it was just, it was really, really nice to see that. You know, it was interesting, Conan, talking kind of from this perspective of what dad life used to be. And then Will Smith, super progressive. Be who you're supposed to be. That's our job to teach our kids to be who they're supposed to be. Yeah, a master Talk gardener, a father. Of the yes, I love yeah. that. I love that analogy because mm -hmm. that's kind of where I come from um, in parenting. And I think that um, the more that fathers and other mothers can talk to um, raising kids that way, we're going to have more healthy kids and more mentally healthy kids. Yes. Absolutely. I mean, if there was any big takeaway of which there were quite a few for me, but, but I would say probably the biggest, uh, was that for myself as a mother, when I became a parent, it felt very isolating and lonesome. And a huge part of that was because what I was going through hormonally. But another reason was because I, I didn't know like I was scared to reach out and ask for help. I was scared to not have the answers. I was scared that people would think that I wasn't a natural mother. And um, and my life started to dramatically improve the moment that I was able to feel like I could have conversations with with other parents and ask for help and ask for advice. And my first child was born in 2007 and my second child was born in 2012. And even just in that five-year period, I noticed a huge difference in terms of what was available to parents, to new parents. Um, and there seemed to be a shift where there was more compassion toward parents and new parents and, and that immense learning curve that exists. Um, and so for fathers, you know, a lot of dads, they're, they're only reference for fathering is their own father or grandfather. Um, and because it's not really delved into the, the, the parenting perspective from, from, you know, the father's POV, it, it, that's something that's sort of remote and they don't really have access, you know, fathers don't really have access to 
um, what other dad, how other dads are handling it in the same way that mothers do. And, and I think that's really, you know, that's a huge uh, disservice to fathers um, to not have a community of, of, uh, of other fathers who are like-minded, who are completely different, but who are, yes, committed to raising their children. And the more that we see how, how it's done in all different ways and that there's no one right way to raise a child, then we, we ourselves are going to be better informed as parents, I hope. Absolutely. And I think that that's what this documentary really brings out because I think that this realm of parenting is mom centric. And Mm -hmm. when dads don't get to show their perspective, they're really being squashed. And what I loved about this is all of these different dads and these perspectives that you brought out. And I love the dad in Japan. Talk a little bit about, yeah. Talk a little bit about how he became a father and what he had to overcome, um, as a parent. Yeah. So Shuichi, um, lives in Tokyo and, uh, his story is, is really quite amazing. Um, he, uh, was married, was not yet a father, uh, was, a provider. His, his wife worked as well. Um, but he was, he was working over a hundred hours every week. He was pushing himself to the brink and he actually developed, um, a disease that prevented him from being able to continue to work. He was just in too much pain and he was completely incapacitated. And his wife said, that's okay. Like it's, it's okay. If you can't work, like you can, you can stay at home and I can provide for us. And just that notion, you know, of being a man who's, uh, and this is the terminology that, that, that I've, um, learned is, uh, is kind of uniquely Japanese as opposed to, uh, the terminology that we use here in the States, but a house husband. And, um, and the, the notion of being a house husband was so stigmatized that, that he considered suicide. Wow. And that's insane Yeah, that if a man cannot provide because he's going through an illness that he thinks he's of no use, that there's not a purpose in his life. Like that is absolutely absurd, especially because he had the support of a partner, but this is cultural, you know, and it's heavy. And so he embarked on being a house husband. And when he first would go grocery shopping, um, he would dress up in a suit when he would go grocery shopping so that people would think, oh, he was actually going to work. He was just doing a little errand, you know, before work. And there was so much shame around that. And um, after many years, he, uh, he recovered and his doctor asked him, what do you want to do now? And he said, I want to become a dad. And he took two years to convince his wife. <laughs> I know that <laughs> was awesome. Like, Why would you do that? Why? We don't need kids. We're good. Right. And he, I went on a mission to really convince her to show that a, a man is capable of everything other than the birth and lactation. <laughs> uh, and everything other than that, a man is just as capable as a woman. And uh, especially when a woman is healing, they're more capable. And so, uh, yes. and so that was just a beautiful story because he, you know, in becoming a father, he really 
connected with his, you know, greatest dream in life and that coming to fruition. And they have a beautiful relationship. And he's really empowered so many individuals and men in his community to be engaged parents, you know, to take the paternity leave that's offered to you, to to not assume that it's a woman's work. And um and it's so inspiring. He's so like what a beautiful human being, right? Just incredible. It, you could really see that in the documentary, and, and it was fascinating to learn um, about the culture and about how he was able to break through that. What about the dad within the States who, I love the opening where he was singing to his kids about- Oh, Glenn. Yeah. Glenn believe the, the daddy vlogger yes. who was singing to yeah. his kids about cleaning up. And I was thinking to myself- Sometimes I wish I could be that kind of easy with my kids. Yeah. And it's such a lesson yeah. that dads can be easy. Talk a little bit about that. I love that parenting style. Yeah, Glenn Believe Henry is so wonderful. And he has a um, a YouTube channel called Belief in Fatherhood. And he was um he he was working, didn't have a job that was really, you know, fulfilling for him. Uh, his wife was a math teacher, his math teacher. And, um, and they had, uh, they had their kids, they had two kids and, and childcare was, was costing more than they were actually making. And, um, and so Glenn's wife suggested, why don't you stay home with the kids? And, um, and you get to see because he's, he himself is a musician and a filmmaker and a storyteller. And so he's captured and documented and edited so much of this journey. And so you get to see him just going through it with being like, oh yeah, you know, I'm sure it's going to be easy. And then he says, (laughs) I definitely underestimated the situation. (laughs) Yeah. The challenge, the challenge of being a stay at home parent and, um, and he he was just so uh, honest about how difficult it was. And then to see him in his, you know, natural habitat at home with his kids and the ease, like you said, and 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 how natural he is and and how just on top of things he is, it's so impressive and so inspiring. And I sing all of his songs to my kids. <laughs> That's so cool. I love the songs. The I, mean, I was just like, Girls dude, it's cool. Put them away. Don't take all day. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. I'm going to take that from him. I also want to talk about Thiago. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, in Brazil. Yeah. yeah. Talk about him because he has a different perspective as well. And I just love this idea about this compassion and parenting. It's a huge theme that I love to talk about. Yes. So Tiago, he lives in Brazil and uh, his job, he's a chemical engineer and he is very, very, very active uh, in his community. And the Promundo Institute is based out of Brazil um, as well. And so very engaged with them in in terms of, of, of normalizing fathers being caregivers and, and with this focus on paternity leave as well. And he is just someone who is so, he, he had a very strained relationship with his own father 
And so had, had a lot of concerns, um, going into being a parent and, uh, and it was just like, it just kind of things just switched on for him when he became a dad and it changed his life as it does for all of us. And, uh, and just over time, he's become someone who he's got a podcast, um, uh, and, and, and he's just, you know, specifically in terms of attachment, parenting, um, nonviolent communication, you know, these are, these are, um, the, the, that's his philosophy of parenting. And, and it was incredibly inspiring as well to see, to see how he gets it done. So many of our dads, half of our dads, uh, were working dads and half of our dads were stay at home fathers. And I wanted there to be that even split. And what's interesting is you don't, it's not like Tiago because he's working seems any less involved than someone like Shuichi, you know, who's a stay at home dad. And that's, I think the important example is that you can, you can do both. I know it's ridiculous to say, but like a lot of my interviews earlier in my career, when I first became a parent was how do you do it? How do you balance it? And it's like by doing it, you know, by committing to that balance, um, or lack of balance, but constantly striving for that balance, you know? Yeah. And really being able to have compassion for yourself as a parent and, and knowing that you're doing the best that you can and you're going to fail, you're going to make mistakes, but you're learning. And what I really loved about all these dads to me, which I, I see more and more is that dads are really educating themselves. Yes. It, it's, they're really, really digging deep about what parenting looks like and how I can improve my parenting because whatever you choose, whatever works for you and your kids, there's definitely something that parents can take away from being able to learn about child development and understand more what kids are going through to help in their parenting process. So I, this was just an awesome film. I loved it. I hope you do more in this parenting <laughs> realm because I learned so much. And, oh my gosh. And I just, I, I really, really enjoyed it. So thank you so much for this film. It's perfect time to come out as well. And I want to ask you really quickly, because I know that you're starting now to head back to work. Yeah. How do you feel about that? One of the first films starting back, um, what does that look like? It looks like a lot of communication, you know, a lot of people uh, yesterday I was on the phone, um, with, uh, or on zoom on, on a, so many different calls, just talking through again and again and again, just running scenarios. I was, um, my union with doctors, with production, with the studio, all the other actors. And, um, and you know, it's, it's, it's been really inspiring to see, how, you know, if you just stay focused kind of step by step by step by step, how ultimately, you know, a, a plan can come together that um, can hopefully allow us to move forward during this unprecedented global emergency. Um, so, yeah. You excited, but a little bit nervous. Yeah, of course. Yeah, both of those things. Um, I I feel safe. And that's, that is what is most essential. You know, it's, it would be wildly inappropriate for me to go back to work if I didn't feel safe. Um, and, uh, and, and I feel safe because I've been privy to, and, and myself and, you know, the other, the crew and the cast and everyone who's involved 
a lot, a lot, a lot of conversations with medical doctors, epidemiologists, you know, uh, uh, healthcare providers, people who are on the front lines and have the best understanding of this disease that, you know, that, that anyone can have at this moment in time when it is still so new. Yeah. Well, congratulations on this amazing documentary. Really loved it. People need to go see this. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me, Bryce. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Donna. I I appreciate it too. And it was such, it was such an honor to get to witness all of these men just, just being great dads. You know, there's just so many of them out there. So many. And, um, yeah, yeah. So, well, thank you. Great. Thank you so, so right. much. Thank you so all much. Right. Thank you. Be sure to watch Bryce's new documentary, Dads, available on Apple TV+. And thanks for listening to this episode of Kids Under Construction. You can follow me on Instagram and now TikTok at Donna Tatro. Be sure to subscribe, download, listen, and tell your friends about this podcast. And let's keep building amazing kids.